are listening to Ouija Broads. This is Liz. This is Devin. We're taping so soon since the last one that we don't have more patrons to thank. So thank you, existing <laughs> patrons. Thank you. I'm like, oh, go I ahead. do what you do. <laughs> <laughs> that voodoo that you do do so well. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and I'm jumping right in because we were thinking Dive. about not taping tonight. I will dive, dive, dive. We were thinking about not taping, but we realized the holidays are coming up. Mm-hmm. Shit's going to go bananas. Mm-hmm. We we need to not start skipping stuff. So no. This is a strange tale from Idaho. Okay. And it's a contemporary <laughs> story. Is it the story of how you yeeted yourself out of an asshole Facebook group on Idaho earlier this week? <laughs> With the response of okay boomer and then a guy parachuting himself from a plane. Is that the story you're telling? Because it's a good one. Listen, this guy came into this group, which is about Idaho history in like a very specific window, and posted one of those like 1999 era email forwards about like, and the bread would be baked like this, and that's why they call rich people the upper crust. And somebody who looked cool was like, all of this is apocryphal. None of this is historical. And I was like, yeah, I don't really think we need stuff that's not Idaho or history in the Idaho history group. And then he called me a douche. The guy originally posted (laughs) it. I was a drag girl. And I was not letting people have fun. And so I said, this is the first time I've ever used okay, boomer. (laughs) And I posted a picture of a guy saluting as he jumped out of an airplane and I left the group. Because I'm not the fuck face whisperer. You are not the fuck face whisperer, (laughs) despite it being one of your skills. You choose not to utilize it. Okay, boomer. I'm playing. Just because you're in that age group doesn't mean you're necessarily a boomer. Uh, (laughs) I'm most of the way to 40. Like, yeah, we're not too cool for boomers or Gen X or what do they call it? The greatest generation. Anyway, what was I going to say? But no, I'm getting back on track because I have a challenge for myself. Okay, which is yes. Not to have the the uncut audio of this go for forty five minutes. That's right. Really, I'll be satisfied if it's not an hour because most of ours have been coming in well over that. They have been. Now, this is a story from Idaho from the eighties. Okay, and so you're familiar. He got a real glow up this year. Our boy Mothman, right? Injured oh. cold of West Virginia. Oh. Yes, got a great glow up. Everybody talking about Mothman. Yes, he was on BuzzFeed Unsolved. He was on My Favorite Murder. He was on The Adventure Zone. Everybody loving Mothman. Cryptid of the now, year. Cryptid of the year. Mm-hmm. Step down, Baba Duke. Now we're doing Mothman now. Um, I'm sorry, Liz, Mothman but is our gay icon. I don't mean to be That's super pedantic, but Babadook isn't actually a cryptid. He's more of an urban legend slash paranormal entity. So they're like, oh, good point. Different arenas. I definitely do follow Mothman's Twitter or some kind of Mothman Thoughts Twitter that just posts stuff like Mothman is gay and he believes in you. And I'm like, thanks, Mothman. <laughs> but we don't have Mothman in the Northwest. No. But we do have Moss Man. What? I'm here to tell you today about Moss Man. And Moss Man is a real story. 
and I'm not going to use Mossman's real name, because reporters have not been in order to kind of be kind and do the thing that I, I hope we all can benefit from, which is maybe not link somebody's name to some of the less good decision-making they've made in their life. Okay. So, this is quite the run-up. I'm like, what the fuck is a mm-hmm. Moss Man, and what did he do such that reporters will not, you know, he who shall not be named him? Like, what the fuck, dude? March 15th, 1984. A 20-year-old Haley, Idaho man was found soaking in a hot mineral pool at Frenchman's Bend last Saturday after having apparently lived there for several weeks. Name redacted was discovered by two cross-country skiers, according to a Blaine County Sheriff's Department report. The skiers observed that some of his skin was peeling and that moss was growing on his back. <gasps> the semi-conscious victim was taken to the Ritz <gasps> Community Hospital, according to the report. His clothes lay frozen on the ground nearby. <laughs> oh! Oh my god, he's alive and like... He lived, bitch! What? Yeah, the moss man uh, is a person who, uh, in February... In Idaho, in 1984, had been indulging in methamphetamines. Okay. And decided to get into one of the Northwest's plentiful hot springs. Right. This is right by Warm Springs, right by the Sun Valley. Okay. So, kind of, I think part of the same... Uh, I'm drawing a blank on what the term is, but basically volcanic activity region. Totally. The same fault right? line, like, the same... Yeah. Yeah. So he hiked 10 miles outside Ketchum, Idaho, and goes to Frenchman's Bend on the Warm Springs River, and he gets into this water because it's 90 plus degrees. Very pleasant in February. Uh-huh. <laughs> I relate to that. I You cannot make water hot enough for me. Yeah, for sure. Very hot bath person. Yeah. Like, hot tubs, hot bath. Oh, yes. You're part Targaryen. I love it. I love that shit. But he gets in, he soaks for several hours. Then he realizes he got in with his clothes on. Yeah. And he does not want to hike 10 miles back to catch him. In wet, soggy, freezing clothes. Okay. So, how would you play it in that circumstance? Let's say you just, you know, quantum leap style find yourself in that circumstance. You're like, Shoot. what do I do? I'm I'm in my clothes. My clothes are wet. It's warm here. It's cold out there. And by out there, I mean, like, anywhere other than exactly in this hot spring. And I'm 10 miles from town. Right. It's 1984. I don't have a cell phone. Right. So... I suppose I would do what I presume he did. I might do it one piece of clothing at a time to see if that works or not. But I guess what you do is you take your clothes off and you lay them close to the hot springs and hope to God they dry out before they freeze up. You nailed it, but they don't. But they don't! (laughs) His clothes froze. Oh no. So now... Our dear sweet friend is naked in a 90 degree natural hot spring in February in Idaho. Oh my God. And his clothes are frozen. And his clothes froze. 
so I mean, I guess you could put them back in the water yeah, and warm up exactly. again. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you you a top ramen that shit and just get them all up in the hot water and they'll soften up. Right, you're like, you yeah, we can get this back to where I need it to be. Yeah. Oh no. He spends the next twenty eight days <gasps> immersed in the hot spring by himself. Liz. Like, he took that moment that we all have where we wake up in the middle of the night and we need to, like, pee or get water or something. Yeah. But it's warm and we don't want to get out. Yeah. Or, like, we're in a hot tub and we know you're not really supposed to stay past, like, the 10 or 15 minute mark, but we're really enjoying it. Yep. What if for 28 days you did that? He is so pruny. His fingers are so (laughs) raisin. They described him when they pulled him out as looking like a boiled chicken wing. No! Oh, no! Some poor drugged up dude went skinny dipping on my birthday and had to stay the day I was born and had to stay in his. Oh my god, you're right. His double Mothman became. No, Mossman became Mossman as a little Devin Kathleen Kelly was coming into the world. I didn't even realize that I'm such a bad friend. You're, you're forgiven for this story because this poor dude. How, how many days did he just go, fuck, fuck, what the fuck am I doing? Like, tell, t- so tell me, like, how did he stay alive? How did he not cook his innards? Was he like well, an egg on the inside? I mean, it was kind of a sous vide situation. Like, he was alive. Like, I mean, human bodies can be at 90 degrees. That's what we are at normally. Yeah. But the way he describes it, he says, I didn't stay in the hot spring just because my pants froze. I think what happened was my feet froze when I was out walking barefoot in the snow, like frostbite. So I decided to stay until the spring, until they felt better. Oh my goodness. I guess I was kind of stubborn, but I wanted to walk out of the place under my own power. You know, like a matter of pride. It's also possible that the drugs had a little bit of influence. Yeah, I think it's possible. Although, man, not past like the first couple days though, right? (laughs) I don't know how quickly that leaves your system or if he brought more to sustain him. But I my, mean, definitionally, I feel like most detox periods are under a week. Like, Yeah, right? And you know he's no, he, sweating it out. Yeah, he wasn't in there for the long haul. He had, like, the ultimate sweat. So he lost 60 pounds. <gasps> and I'm normally, I don't describe, like, how much weight people gain or lose when we're talking about this kind of stuff, because I know it can be triggering. Can be, yeah. But this is a situation where I'm like, contextually, no one will ever do this again. No. He was 210 pounds when he went in there. He was six foot two. He's a big guy. And he lost 60 pounds. He says, at first I was hungry, then I just got weak. Mm-hmm. The worst thing was being so thirsty. The water in the hot pool wasn't good to drink, and I about froze every time I walked down to the river, so I stayed thirsty just about all the time. A couple of times, people came by on a snowmobile or on snowshoes and asked me if I was okay. Did I need any help? But I refused, because like I said, I was stubborn. They didn't give me any food, but one of them gave me a beer. 
That was really refreshing, probably the best beer I ever had in my life. And I should note, most whenever I quote directly, and most of the resources that I'm using here are from a 1997 Outside Magazine article yeah. by Randy Wayne White. Call it Lean, Green, and Amazingly Serene. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Randy. <laughs> so he flat out did not eat and barely drank anything. Oh. People gave him a uh, a beer. A beer. Yep. This is the most Idaho story you could bring me. I would also believe this to be true in Montana or perhaps Alaska, but this is such an Idaho story. Yeah. Uh, there was another thing that I was looking at uh, just this morning, and I was like, man, I could do 100 episodes just on a podcast called Alaska Man. <laughs> like, Florida Man with, like, a beard and a gun. Oh, yes. Well, Florida Man has a gun, too. Who he am does. I kidding? <laughs> yeah. Florida Man with flannel and a gun. Exactly. Or flannel and a beard and a gun. You know what I was saying. I know what you're saying. So how he describes it is, he says, It was hard at first staying there all by myself, but after a couple of weeks, I just started feeling real peaceful. There were some great snowstorms, and I'd just stretch out in the hot water and watch them. It's nice to watch a snowstorm in moonlight. Everything's so quiet. And deer would come up to me and sniff around. (laughs) Like, other than the 28 days part, I kind of really want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't want to stay in there until I turn into a boiled chicken. (laughs) But the idea of, I don't know, maybe you're camping out there and you get up. In the middle of the night, and right. you go get into a hot spring, and there's no electric lights yes. around, so you're just seeing the stars and the yes. snow is falling down. I had a moment a little bit like that in Pennsylvania, of all things, when really? I was traveling with a friend. It's a long story, but basically, we were at this bed and breakfast, which had been rented out for the weekend to a bridal party, except for us. <laughs> and it was like a converted old barn from the 1700s, maybe the 1800s. Okay. And a beautiful property not far outside, I think, Harrisburg. But we spent the first couple of days kind of traveling around, getting to know the area, you know, going to Amish country, doing all the stuff. Yeah. And then the bridal party left. And the B&B people didn't come back. So we got to go into every single room of that place. Oh I my went God. into, like, the master suite and got into, like, the jacuzzi tub. Oh, my God. And it was like, hells yes. And then there was a hot tub. And while we were out in the hot tub, which was kind of off, it was, you know, across, like, maybe the size of a normal suburban lawn. Okay. From the, from the barn. But we were way out in the country. Got into the hot tub. And it snowed. Ugh. And I was in the hot tub watching the snowflakes come down. And it was just transcendent oh, like some of my to favorite moments touchstone moments for me yeah are in water right like yeah. there's there's that there's my therapist had me do this long ago just think of a moment when i was really relaxed and happy and i remember being on gillette lake on the alligator, which is what we call yes. the inflatable alligator we had that summer. Yes. And Gillette Lake was really warm because it was a small lake. No, it was not really warm, but for the Northwest. For the Northwest, yeah. Just thinking about like the sunshine and floating and feeling good and being yeah. in the moment and the sounds. The third one being a saltwater pool in Tuscany that I got to go to. Where, Ooh. Again, a long story as to why I was there all by myself but i was just kind of floating and i remember at the time being like save this like remember this yeah hold this moment like i had just eaten a bunch of cherries off a tree because yeah. 
basically a person in our party had been driving and they drove aggressively on these really winding Italian roads and I got incredibly carsick. Yeah. Probably as carsick as I've ever been in my entire life. And I'm like, I'm getting out. Yeah. I don't even care. I'm walking back. Yeah. And I did. Good for and you. And I got there. And they were going off to go do something else. And I was like, no, I'm staying. But nobody was around the villa and I didn't have any food. I'm like, fuck. And now that I'm not queasy anymore, I'm hungry. Yes. And I was wearing that beautiful white eyelet sundress that yes. I had. And I walked through the grounds of the villa and I found a cherry tree and I just stood there eating handfuls of ripe cherries. Oh my god. And then I got into the saltwater pool all by myself and was just kind of floating and taking it all in. And I'm like, this is a moment. Like, save this moment. Yeah. This is a touchstone memory. Yeah. Anyway. Don't do that for 28 days, though. <laughs> In conclusion, oh my goodness. Okay, so you 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 didn't answer, but you you did say he clearly got up to go drink from the river. So that was my question. Was like, so was he drinking his own pee water? His own like. You know, like, did, did he just stay in the hot springs to use the bathroom? But if he was getting up to possibly drink once every couple of days, A, he wasn't using no bathroom, and B, he was at least out of the pool for periods of time. I think he was getting out of the pool for periods of time. I think it sounds like it was a blur to him. Yeah. And if it was a blur to him, there's no oh. way in hell any of us are ever going to know. Hell no. Right? Dude, I'm impressed that it was, I'm sure he was so weak. I, I'm positive he was delirious and he was still able to, like, keep his head above water. Right? Thank goodness for that. Well, speaking of delirium, the legend of Mossman says that he witnessed a white wolf Ooh. in a vision. Okay. That basically he kind of had a a magical moment at one with nature where he saw a wolf with pure white fur stalk and kill a deer. So the reporter in Outside Magazine asked him about this because they tracked him down and they're like, because, I mean, when I first saw this, it was on Reddit. It was a Today yeah. I Learned. And I was clearly like, all right, this is one of those nonsense stories oh, that yeah. either it didn't happen or it didn't happen the way it said. Like, yeah. there's somebody who got into a hot tub for eight hours a day totally. for a month or something. But no, like, I went to newspapers.com. If this didn't happen, then they certainly were on the hoax from the start because wow. it was reported as fact from day one. So <sighs> I kind of believe it happened. Yeah. But regarding the white wolf thing, what he says is that he doesn't think it was a vision. He's pretty sure he saw a big white dog drag down a deer in front of him. Because at the time he was so hungry, he thought about climbing out and taking some of the meat, but he didn't because it was too cold. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I, that does not follow for me as logic, but good for him. You know, the whole, you can, you can also be really hungry and in the midst of delirium and think, wow, that meat looks good. But it's cold. Like you can, you can experience yeah. factual reality and delirium at the same time, my friend. <laughs> right. I'm intrigued by his thing where he's like, "No, I think it was a big white dog." It was like, <laughs> yeah. what, Ten miles outside of Idaho, taking down deer. Yeah, 
by yeah. itself? Yeah. I don't even think wolves usually take down deer by themselves. Not by themselves. So no. that's intriguing. Mm-hmm. But oh. he accepted... Oh, go ahead. He saw the ghost of Shunkawarakin. Oh, shit. Shunkawarakin came for him. It did. And it got the deer instead. Yeah. Whoa. Anyway. So, he eventually, after his 28 days, accepted help from some cross-country skiers who found him. Right? Like, Smart several move. groups of people found him. And he said, look, I know that I'm going to die if I don't leave. Yeah. I'm... S- I'm not scared. He says he wasn't scared. He okay. felt really at peace, and he had learned a lot about the mountains. I bet. Which I bet he did. But he was ready to go. And again, like, this actual literal person went to the actual hospital. Yeah. He he says he lost 78 pounds, which, again, like, yeah, that's, you weren't, you weren't doing great. I'm amazed that you lived. Mm-hmm. Moss was growing on his back. Oh, my God. He seriously did become a part of the ecosystem in that way. He did survive. I don't know that everybody could have survived there. Yeah. I believe this story, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. Because it doesn't hit any of the usual, like, oh, this is just everybody heard it from somewhere else. Like, there's a sheriff's report. There's news reports. There's a follow-up article about who the hell is going to pay for the hospital bill. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you had to get, you know, rehydrated and treated. And That's a lot of saline. And all this stuff. Yeah. So... I think it happened. <laughs> well, I, for me, like, the fact that they kept his name, I know that some people would say, like, well, they didn't have a name because it's not a real, it's not a real guy, but it sounds to me like he wasn't making the story up for attention. Like, he clearly wasn't gonna do anything with this, he wasn't, he wasn't then writing a bestseller. This wasn't, like, Balloon Boy's dad, you know, trying to get on reality <laughs> yeah. TV. This was just and an like, actual oh, factual Idaho man doing what actual factual Idaho men's do, which is kind right, of and like, whatever they oh, want. At that time. And the outside reporter redacted the name and used a pseudonym, and so I'm doing it as well. But, like, if you go back to 1984 newspapers from the area, you can find out this person's name. Oh. I think he lives in Oregon now, based on what I found. Okay. Also a solid choice. He's still kicking. Well, what the fuck is going to kill this man? Nothing. Apparently not much. (laughs) Dehydration? (laughs) I don't know. It didn't get him the first time. Nope. So, there was the incident, and of course, on this show, there's reality, as strange as it can be. Yes. And then there's the legend. So, I've told you a little bit about the legend, the oral tradition around this, but there was actually, for a time, and I don't know whether they still do it or not, a Moss Man commemoration and pagan fun fest <gasps> oh. <laughs> that oh. they held. All my favorite words. <laughs> All of my favorite words in one sentence. And what they would do is a bunch of people would go up to the mountains, get in the hot spring, uh-huh. drink until they saw the white wolf, uh-huh. <laughs> celebrate the Moss Man, but also clean up all of the litter around the riverbank and the hot springs. Oh, Liz. (laughs) There was a queen that they crowned each year of the Moss Man commemoration. They would name a new high priest every year. And then they would get into the hot spring and meditate in silence. Wow. And I'm like, I would love to do that. That sounds really fun. We can resurrect this. 
Yeah. Sun Valley Ouija Broads listeners. We don't have a name for our fans. We don't. Uh, yeah. At us, because this sounds so cool. Yeah. But the idea of, like, let's clean up some litter. Yeah. Let's hang out. Let's all be together and let's appreciate this amazing natural space. As they put in this outside article, there have been religions founded on a lot less. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm in, dude. I would do this. Yeah, and so the guy in question, when he found out about the festival, was kind of like, should I be getting a cut of this or something? <laughs> but it doesn't seem to actually have, you know, generated any money, or right. even if it's still happening, right? right? It's just like an excuse for a party. Yeah. Which is completely valid and very important. Yes. Um, yeah, I I like this story for a lot oh. of reasons. I like that he survived. Yes. I like that he did okay. Yeah. I like that the whole thing came about because he was stubborn and cold. Yes. Oh, my. And also meth. And also meth. Yeah. There- I assume, I, I wonder what happened with his relationship to substance use after uh-huh. that. Because presumably he's completely gone through every withdrawal totally. at that point. Totally. And you, I, I really don't know that you could ever take, I, I, I'm going to say this with a whole lot of conviction as someone who has never taken drugs, um, but I would assume that 28 days delirium is probably more powerful than most drugs that he would have ever come into contact with by that time in his life. I'm thinking the mid 80s, like. Yeah, fentanyl's you know, not really fe- yeah, well exactly. on the market at that point. Exactly. You know, <laughs> how, how many times has he had Dilaudid? Probably not that many, but I don't know. Um, you know, just thinking like, damn, dude, you've already had your your big trip. You've already had your your ecstasy and your acid journey and your peyote walkabout. Yeah. Like, you've already done you it had all. had your ego death. Thank you. You saw the white wolf. Yes. You grew moss on your skin. You turned yes. into a boiled chicken wing. <laughs> you almost died. <laughs> Like, that's really gotta be a turning point. It I don't has think to be. come back from that and, like, never mention it again. I wonder what if he ever brings it up to people oh, that yeah. he's hanging out with these days. If he's like, yeah. If they're like, oh, do you ever go to a hot tub? You like hot tubbing? And he's like, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> so glad you mentioned this. I rarely have the opportunity to inject this into conversation. <laughs> yes, it's very hard to bring the conversation around <laughs> at the time I became the Moss Man. The Moss Man. <laughs> Never have that's I why ever. I, part of, <laughs> Go ahead. That's part of why I don't bring in his name is yeah. because I feel like 50 or 100 years from now, the tale of Moss Man should be told. And it definitely should separate from this actual individual who has like a life and a social security number. Yeah. And like, let him go his separate way. Like yes. he's done his job. He's yes. had the experience and he's created the legend. Yes. And now let's carry it forward. Yes. My friend, we're in the West and here we print the legend. We print the legend, Moss Man. We print the legend, Moss Man. I stand for Moss Man. That's into it. Hells yes. Oh my God. That happened. I'm I'm not over it. I'm glorious. <laughs> That's not what I wanted to say. I'm so glad that happened. I'm glad that he's okay. I you know like it would be I would not be laughing this hard or this enthralled if the poor guy died. But the fact that he survived and it sounds like went on to live as fulfilling a life as he wanted, dude. This is cool. Yeah, as far as I know, and the fact that it became a spiritual experience for him is mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. It's not like I was stuck and miserable. Like, it's not a 127-hour situation. Yeah. He 
was stubborn, but also kind of just wanted to do it. And and I, I don't know. There but for the grace of God, stubborn and cold. Like, how many decisions <laughs> have you and I and everyone listening made based on those two factors alone? To your own detriment, have you made decisions right? based on being stubborn and cold? I don't see any white wolf. I don't but see any I, white wolf. Nope. Nobody I mean, takes me to the hospital. version of it, with, without the hospitalization and the moss, like the idea of getting to spend a month in the Sun Valley in oh. the winter, just getting to see nature happening oh. all around you and snowstorms and deer, yes. you know, coming up to sniff you. I'm yes. Like, I, I can definitely see why there were some compensations to this experience. Oh, yeah. That's uh, seriously, that's all I want. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, just let me sit in nature. I will totally go be, you know, a human stew while deer come and sniff my head and raccoons chitter nearby. That's all I want is to be alone away from all of my responsibilities in nature and not die for a period of time. Although I would need to have food. I would yeah. maybe I'd get some like boiling bag rice and just throw it <laughs> in the hot spring with me. And <laughs> just floating around with you, you get hungry, yeah. you pick one out. Oh my exactly. god. We yeah, we just need to be snow monkeys, but with cup noodles. Yeah. I think it would be pretty enjoyable. Have you ever gone to a natural hot springs? No, I have not. I had the opportunity. Really? I thought you had. Okay. No, in Iceland, I was in there. So two cars went two separate directions one day, and I was in the car that did not end up. <laughs> and you took the one less traveled I by. I took the one less traveled by, and I ended <laughs> up in the car where we didn't find the natural hot springs. But we did go, we went to the geothermal heated pools, but they were like man-made pools. It was just that the water oh, okay. was was real. And that was, I mean, it was a wonderful experience, but I would love to have, that's on my list. I want to go to a hot springs, a natural one. I went to the ones up in Banff, kind of by Lake Louise. Oh, you when did? I was pretty young, like early teens or oh, cool. so. And it was, it was really nice. It's unusual. It's just very strange because it was really just like rocky. And I think I would have enjoyed it even if it weren't hot water. Mm-hmm. That it's like, there's caves. I'm like, Ugh. you know, scooting along on this natural rock on the water. Like, I, I love that anyway. That's so but cool. Especially that it's hot, pleasantly hot water, like hotter than body temperature. And you can like go into these yeah. caves. Oh, that part's very cool. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Hmm. I have no epic conclusion or moral lesson from this story. I just felt the world needed to know about the Moss Man. That's wonderful. And I think that it doesn't need a conclusion. The morale, the the morale, the, the weird mushroom. <laughs> the, the mushroom of the story. The mushroom story. of the story is, it's whatever you want to take away from that. It's either, you know, be stubborn. It's, it's don't wear clothes. It's drink when you're thirsty. It's honor, <laughs> the cold, you know, it's whatever you need it to be from that story. But it's definitely, that's a Rorschach test. Whatever you take always away. Always leave a note. Always leave a note. Don't, never turn down a free beer. You know, whatever, whatever you take away from that story just tells you something about yourself. And that's the real lesson. That's brilliant. There you, you go. such a nice job wrapping that up. Oh, my friends, please come join us on social media and... <laughs> Tell us about whatever you feel like telling us about. Honestly, it's all good. 
It really is. We just enjoy you. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that I didn't understand when I got into the show. Like, I knew I was going to have a good time talking to you. Yeah. And I knew that it was going to be a wonderful excuse to get to keep reading and looking up history and strange stories. Yeah. But I didn't understand how many cool people would bring us in contact yeah. with. And that's been very, very cool. And yeah. especially, like, we occasionally get messages about people being like, I really needed a laugh today. Or, like, you, you send that postcard and it really turned around a crappy yeah. day for me. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. Because we are in a tough situation these Uh days it feels like where i feel like i look at everybody a little more suspiciously than i used to yeah it's really nice to know that there's cool people around you who have a good sense of humor about even the darker sides of things and can enjoy even a story like this where like i'm sorry that meth was what took you to this place but i'm glad you got to have a spiritual experience and i hope your life is good yep yeah. Yeah. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> it's really wonderful having a community of people that'll talk to us about stuff like this and just have as much fun with it as we will. Exactly. So yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, come to WeJabrods.com. We are up to 60% on show notes, if I do say so myself. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and we're getting more transcripts we are. out. Folks, we have... And- obviously released more than 100 episodes at this point we've also passed 100,000 downloads which is yes, we did. something that i can't say thank you in a way that completely expresses my gratitude and com- awe and disbelief but that's so damn cool yeah it's to the point where basically every episode we release when you're listening to it you should know there's at least a thousand other people who are listening to it with you yeah And we started at the point where I would reload Podbean and be excited because I thought we had another download, but it was just me reloading the site. (laughs) 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 I used to track the metrics so closely, and I'm just like, eh, it's going up. Like, we were kind of talking about goals for the show, and I'm like, I don't really care if it becomes more. I I just am having a good time with what we're doing. This is a good time. Yeah, it's a really good time, and we're getting to meet some very cool mm-hmm. people in person and over the internet as a result. So, <sighs> folks, thank you for joining us today. Thank this you for joining. This was a brief yeah. one. It was a strange story that I needed you to know about. And I also have insights for you and advice. And here's my advice for you, is I want you to live weird. I want you to die weird. And please, please stay weird. Stay thank weird. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Fucking moss man. (laughs) (laughs) It's just.